day. So every day we start fresh because we can't affect the past, but we damn sure can make a difference today. Welcome to episode 13 of Shop Talk. It's Chunford Appreciation Week, and we're covering another season three episode. It's the episode that we all clowned over, 309, titled Amber. Uh, the promo for this episode was good. I mean, I still watch it, like, on the regular. Um, and I know what happens, obviously. But, I mean, it was good, like, mostly for Chunford Nation. But as much as we wanted the confession, like, I think a lot of us knew that it wasn't going to happen. Like, I did. I was like, I'm getting my hopes up, but I know that it's not going to happen. Um, I was hopeful. But... Yeah. I mean... As much as, like, I was trying not to get my hopes up, they were, like, you know, I was getting a little antsy about it. And then even when it didn't happen, I was still pissed. I was so mad. I still am. I still am. But um, thank God that the promo wasn't, like, edited too much. Unlike other shows that will, like, hype it up so much. It was just out of context. So that was a relief. But, um. But while there was the Chunford of it all, we also had an intense case. And then it was Jackson and Lucy's last day's boots. So it was cute to see. Um, and just some news that we have is the rookie is filming again. They started last week. Like their first day was Friday, um, Thursday or Friday. And Robert Bella had posted the first picture and it was just like, a rehearsal like they were reading their scripts and it was nathan makia melissa eric and richard so oh it was no melissa. i couldn't tell i couldn't tell who was she was like hidden in the yeah i couldn't tell i mean i knew it wasn't going to be Alyssa, but i just i couldn't yeah. tell for sure i knew it was eric nathan richard yeah. and makia but yeah so no Alyssa or titus yet which is a little sus but they were just reading the script. And then today on Monday, the day that we record, uh, Robert posted another photo of their guest star for the day. And it was Henry, a little rabbit. And Melissa was in the picture too. So that was so cute. Yeah. Robert is doing the Lord's work. Like, please keep it up. We, we need all of it, please. Also, it's interesting to see. I mean, I guess interesting, but then also not uncommon. They are still wearing masks on set too. Mm-hmm so yeah um but we should jump right into the episode because it is a long one tonight the amber alert storyline we just kind of like broke up into its own because that is the bulk of the episode um so we'll kind of start off with that the an amber alert notification comes through and it's a child abduction and we hear details on the suspect and the victim who was kidnapped from the city of angels hospital we find out that it's a baby who is like a mere five hours old and the professor, Professor Fiona Ryan is riding with them and she brings up like, shouldn't the baby be low jacked, which is a little monitor on their feet and that keeps them like safe. It alerts the nurses and stuff if they go missing. Um, but it turns out that it was found cut off in the elevator. So um but John starts reading the rap sheet for the Amber Alert suspect, and it is extensive. Like, he's got so many priors and just misdemeanors, everything like that. Um, but Professor Ryan poses the question that if the baby is white or not, like, would, would it, a um, person of color have 
as much media coverage as this baby um, because the baby is white. And Nyla just seemed annoyed with the whole situation, like with Professor Ryan writing with them. But, you know, she said there are a number of Amber Alerts that are issued for kids of color as well. And, you know, they treat them all the same. Um, all of their, their attention to detail is not like elevated just because it's a white baby or a black baby. Um, but, you know, Professor Ryan then poses the question that if Wyla was taken, would she get the same attention as like Henry would? And Nyla said, maybe not by the media, but as cops, again, we treat every case with the same attention to detail. Um, so that's just kind of something to note, like Nyla seemed on edge with her throughout the entire episode. I mean, obviously, because they have a third person in the shop with them, like this person did not sign up to become a police officer. They just signed waivers for the day. So they have to be really careful. Um, but then we cut over to see Angela on the phone with the mother of the abducted baby and Angela reassures her that they're doing everything she can. She states like, you know, where her soon to be ex-husband lives. And if he's not there, he's looking out, he's looking to score some drugs if he has money. And if he doesn't, he'll do anything he can to get a fix, including selling the baby. So Angela's face right there like it just broke my heart um but then you know we also cut over to Tim and Lucy and they're driving they see a gold pickup truck and they speed to catch up with it only to see that it has Texas plates so right there they're kind of feeling a little defeated um but you know then Lucy pipes up and says having easier access to counseling and mental health services could prevent situations like these preach it preach it girl like you know I mean it's so stigmatized so but John sees like then we cut back over to John and Nyla and you know he sees a gold truck ahead of them so as they're patrolling they see that the plates are cracked and they start kind of like strategizing how they're going to follow him without tipping him off so that he doesn't run um but you know like they're doing what they call parallels so they're taking like different streets to kind of still keep an eye on him but not directly tailing him so they're waiting until they have enough units to like box him in and the professor is asking questions and giving solutions that we would think that they would be doing but there's reasons why they're not doing that um and nyla and john get stopped by a box truck who like backs out of of a parking spot and they lose the visual on him lucy and tim end up losing the visual on him as well and then the airship finds the suspect um and they end up following them but the truck is heading onto the freeway but as he's doing that he's sideswiping another vehicle and just ran into a telephone pole so the airship can't see who's inside of the truck but the truck's not moving anymore so they at least have that um and they come up on the truck to see that the driver is a guy named jared young that's the baby's father um and you know he he doesn't have the baby with him he says the baby's still at the hospital but he ran because he had a gun and drugs in his car so if he doesn't have the baby then the question is who does um and it doesn't take 
too long to figure that out but it's not like it's right away um but you know we go back and see that we you know see jackson and angela are back to patrolling and jackson says that he never thought he'd like you know be disappointed that mf head wasn't taking care of baby like because then that would have just been so easy for them um and they would have had the case taken care of but jackson's hopeful that they will get the baby back and angela's not so sure there right there is like the stark contrast between their two positions like he is still newer on the job he is like eager to do the job and hasn't been jaded yet whereas she has you know yeah i mean i think he's just trying to be like positive positive yeah yeah um but the hospital sent a video of the kidnapping and we find out that it's actually a woman taking the baby but you can't see her face so gray calls over the radio for john and nyla to talk to the new suspect they end up finding out her name's rita and she has a husband named ethan so they pull up to his address to the address that they're given they start talking to him he is like beside himself so he says that he saw her holding the baby and tried to stop her from leaving their like apartment um but you know when john asks if there's anything that could have led to this ethan says like they lost their two-month-old daughter that morning to sids and so that explains why she was at the hospital because they were they like took her in to make sure um but you know as he was filling out the paperwork rita left and he thought that she went home when he got home she wasn't there and then all of a sudden she appeared with the abductor baby and was calling her casey and then you know nyla just says like we have to initiate child death protocol like we have to treat the place like a crime scene notify homicide the district attorney cps the works like and even though they didn't kill their daughter it's still protocol because you know i mean it's just they have to do their job and cross all the tease and dot all the eyes um but you know the husband like reached out to everyone that she might go to but because she's not totally herself right now like he doesn't really know what she's capable of and we find out that she had postpartum depression but she refused any help so you know really like we don't know what we're in for and you know as they're like getting in the shop and about to drive away like he's just begging that they don't hurt her so we cut back over um you know it's like further on in the episode and there is an updated amber alert and it's for the green ford fiesta that she's driving belonging to rita sane um and fiona questions if rita's doctor couldn't get through to them then how can john or the rest of the team and john calls over to the radio to lucy who shares information about ppd and she provides insights on the different levels i say in quote marks um and you know then tim and lucy end up finding rita's car and john and nyla are on their way to kind of um provide backup so the car is still hot and no one's inside but someone with a dog comes by asking if they're looking for the driver and apparently he was walking by when rita parked on the curb but he didn't see where she went or you know if she had the baby with her nothing like that so you know he said that the car 
had been there for about five minutes, they'd taken another lap around the block. Um, but, you know, Tim calls for an airship and backup to continue the search. And Lucy finds the hospital blanket and says she wouldn't have stopped the car unless there was a good reason. So we're getting closer to finding Rita. Um, but, you know, if anything, it's just getting more into dire needs to find her. Um, not that it wasn't before, but it's getting like more dangerous. Uh, and so then John says that with backup and airship and her being on foot with the newborn and she had a five minute head start, like she's in their grid, someone will have seen her. She couldn't have gotten that far. So they just hope that they can find her before she does something rash. So as they're kind of, you know, still looking for her, Fiona asks if it would be helpful to have Rita's husband brought down to the scene for when she's found. But Nyla explains it could be dangerous. Like, you don't know their personal life. I mean, there could have been, like, marital issues. There could have been, you know, a wide array of things. So it's best to not include him because you don't know what's going to set her off if, if he's going to be, like, a trigger for her. Um, so Fiona worries that, like, if it's just them, meaning the cops, and they make a mistake, then what? And John says, we live with it. But Nyla adds, if we can, because not only will something happen to Rita, but something will also happen to the baby, presumably, like, you know, if Rita does something uh, rash. So then we find out that the airship has found Rita and she's standing on a bridge at the railing holding the baby. And they say that it's possible jumper. So they call like fire rescue and, you know, they call for backup. John and Nyla roll up to the scene first and then like everyone else appears. We see Angela and Jackson get out of the car and then we like cut over like after and after Jackson's kind of went off and like, you know, helped corral the press. Uh, we see Lucy is standing next to Angela, but we never see Tim. So we can assume that Tim's probably helping Jackson too um but you know like Fiona says that she can stay back but Nyla says that a friendly face in uniform might actually help like it might not spook her that much so Nyla tells John to go up and talk to Rita first and she'll step in if she needs to so Fiona questions why Nolan and Nyla says he has a way of connecting with people in crisis situations Yes, he does. Um, but, you know, between news coverage and then like body cam footage, we see and hear Nolan's conversation with Rita. Like we see them close in proximity. You know, I mean, it's better than like kind of see. I don't know. We saw it from like their point of view or Nolan's point of view. But like I said, Angela and Jackson come and Jackson goes to keep the press back. And, you know, like Lucy and Angela are watching and Lucy picks up on the fact that Rita's not looking down at the baby. So she's trying to convince herself that that's her baby that she's holding, but deep down she knows that it's not. Um, and so they get an ETA on the firefighters um, and it's only a few minutes out, but Angela decides to try and step in for Nolan. So she starts de-escalating the situation and connecting with Rita over her own pregnancy. And, um, oops, sorry. 
you off my place um rita ends up looking down at the baby and realizes that it's not casey she hands the baby over to angela and john takes her off the bridge so that's kind of where we end with that storyline um i can't even imagine like if something did happen like what i mean how they would have like handled that and you know where the officers would have went from there especially angela because you know like we as cariel mentioned later on like she she really takes this case to heart um i mean you know just given her situation so yeah i think it did a good job of um like dispelling some of the not myths but like breaking down the stereotypes of like moms or especially moms that do have postpartum depression because there are a bunch of different symptoms that go along with it um like lucy was saying like there's the paranoia there's guilt there's shame there's all these um intense feelings and so i feel like it like that along with the you know she had said earlier the access to um mental health care and other like resources like that i just thought it was a good like overall uh like they kind of hit every uh touch point with yeah aspects of like a human being yeah especially like a mom mm-hmm. like bring a child into this world that's yeah. a lot yeah um so yeah but now we have lucy and tim because oh why not yeah um they well it starts off um at the beginning of the episode lucy is walking with jackson and john um john asks if is tim going to do anything to to memorialize your last shift together um lucy answers not knowingly um someone had mentioned this on Twitter. I wish I could remember who, um, but they had mentioned that like John and Jackson like look at each other when Lucy says that, um, like they share a look and yeah. Um, so it's kind of like, it's, it's very, very quick. Like if you, if you blink, you would miss it. Um, but I just thought that was interesting. Cause it's kind of like, oh, okay, maybe they, pick up on something that you know even she doesn't really realize yeah um but lucy she pulls out a list well the list you'll see later in the episode but um it's her list of steps um to process the end of an important relationship like please lucy be louder i dare you i feel like Like, that is so like that's from her psychiatrist parents like that is the psychiatry psychology in her Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Mm -hmm. um so the next time we see well lucy finally meets up with tim um they turn on the shop cams um which is cool to like see it from Mm -hmm. a different perspective yeah um because we don't normally see the actual like cameras in the shop we just see from whatever angle they're filming um So she says, it's our last shift together. It's crazy. Um, Tim's very nonchalant and is like, not really. Um, Lucy asks him, so you're not going to miss riding with me at all. Um, Tim 
answers her by saying it's a job not happy hour yeah I don't know I don't like Lucy was not um like she was not taking no for an answer though yeah but she yeah um she was very like persistent because in the next thing you know she's saying denial check and very confused um but it is a stage of of grief um which is just kind of like lets it go he's like whatever Mm -hmm. yeah um and so as they're kind of as she's trying to go through this thing and explain why she has all these um you know like lengthy um principles and explanations that she's trying to tell him it's to help people cope with the end of a relationship and to um he's like relationship like he emphasizes it yeah um very well better than I just did there um (laughs) well he did um Lucy um like kind of backtracks and is like partnership mentorship whatever you want to call it Tim ever so sassily is like I don't want to call it anything um like okay Tim sure sure Um, all right keep telling yourself that dude yeah um anyway um so Tim like Lucy's pulling out this list and she's like all happy about it she is ready to read off the next kind of stage um Tim takes the list throws it out the window the little music kind of starts playing um and Lucy is like you know littering is a 250 dollar fine Tim just looks at her and is like worth it yeah um yeah so what she is smiling about or so happy about she pulls out another list she's so, worse yeah um and so and then she says that they've moved on to anger is their next stage so that's kind of where they're at um I think when I was watching it I noticed that Tim just kind of looked and just like nodded his head like of course she just did that yeah I mean I'm sure he like expected it yeah I know which is just like she expected that he would probably throw it out the window which is why they know each other so well yep they do know each other so well um so later it obviously cuts away from them come back um they're discussing the um kid and lucy's kind of you know like saying the mom must be going out of her mind um because like they don't know who's taking the kid at this point um tim tells lucy that a dead kid changes you forever um and they don't want their shift to end with that um if y'all remember the pilot talia and john had a similar conversation um about how when they were looking for the kid that was trapped in the hot car that they hoped that that kid was not um yeah, it was not dead either because that's yeah it just is like a uh impactful moment in Mm -hmm. uh, a police person's career to have that happen yeah well when I noticed like with Tim when he said yeah me too he obviously doesn't want that like he said it in like a whispered tone um but I feel like internally he was not thinking about the case but he was like you know I don't want this last shift to end 
and you feel like hurt you know like emotionally bothered so yeah um he they're still talking um he had said that lucy had been lucky on the job so far um he backtracked it though thank goodness good like a good work husband should um he changed it saying that came out wrong um because she's been through hell obviously um because they didn't well they didn't have to directly mention the um abduction yeah situation that's obviously what was kind of implied um tim notices that lucy's still a little frazzled um so he asks her what is next on her list um lucy recites that um you know there's people who will support value and energize you tim's face again someone else on twitter said that he kind of did what they do on the office which is where you look directly into the camera yeah as someone's talking um because he it was like the face of someone who thought he checked all those boxes and yeah and lucy paused and was like that may have to wait till later so yeah. like poor tim <laughs> sorry um yeah but it was a good uh nice little moment there um so he asks her like what um has he like well he asks so what have I taught you that you're grateful for um Lucy answers him by saying not to second guess myself um early on that like one look from him could send her into a tailspin Tim like so is like so smiley when he thinks about playing clothes day yeah like it cracks me up um because that was quite the day for them um but she Lucy goes on to say that she's learned to trust her instincts even if they go against what Tim would do which would be crucial for undercover work which is then how they get into the conversation yeah um regarding her undercover work um Tim asks her if she's serious about being UC um she said yeah like why do you not think I'm tough enough I don't know it just reminded me of um this scene I think it was in 217 I think um maybe 216 whatever the American Idol episode was and then they had that conversation in the shop and she was like I wouldn't ask for your advice if I didn't value your opinion so like obviously Lucy cares about like what Tim thinks of what she does oh yeah so um well I mean she has to right like he's her mentor and even though he denies that earlier in the episode yeah. he's like no I'm just here to make sure you're not incompetent like okay well and I feel like in some way he's happy that she looks up to him and she takes every chance she can to look up to him you know I mean even when he is doing a Tim test on her yeah but they're so cute Mm -hmm. um he tells her that she's you know as tough as they come um but she's also like sensitive um so that's kind of where like they're um a little bit of a difference of opinion there um because lucy happens to think that caring about people and connecting with them is what makes her a good cop tim agrees that it does it's just not good for undercover work um he goes on to say that to work undercover, you have to be able to lie to someone's face. 
make them believe you're their best friend and then stab them in the back. Um, Lucy kind of like takes a moment, kind of is like absorbing all those words. Um, she was like, like composes herself. Yeah, she was like, oh. Um, and Tim was like, you know, kind of like sorry, not sorry about it because like it was better that he like that he was the one that told her kind of that like harsh truth um yeah which lucy does seem to agree with because the next thing she says was that um you always tell me the truth no matter how painful it's gonna be and he deserves the same from her and so that's where the i don't even know it's not even infamous it's famous um the conversation yeah i've been struggling with being honest with you all day i've been hiding behind this stupid closer checklist trying to get up the courage to tell you something and then tim is like okay what and that's when the i have feelings for you comes out um (laughs) and then thanks to the captions which i know i had told you um that i just started watching the, the episode with captions i don't know why it took me this long to do it um, I don't know how. I know. I'm sorry, guys. I'm I watch slow. everything with captions, and not because like I can't hear, but I just like to see. Um, there's like you know. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. I picked up on so dialogue. much. Um. Yeah. Well, because like for the dialogue, I picked up that Tim had started to say. I mean, it just cuts off, and it's like like. I'm assuming he was trying to say like like feelings, feelings, you know, like real feelings yeah. or something. Um. But she kind of kept. She just kind of kept going over. Um, Mm -hmm. talking over him and she's you know saying they've been through a lot this year he saved her life like true if we're going by this like checklist that they're doing like true okay check that box um the reason that he's so protective of her and doesn't want her to be uc is because maybe he has feelings for her too yeah check (laughs) Um, her face when she had said that she was just like i'm reaching so far here yeah. But like it might be true and then his face like his face just said it all throughout this entire like right. sequence right well because like he like I can't even explain it because I know I've said this before that like Eric's the king of micro expressions but like that's all I can say really because yeah. it's so subtle of a difference in like each kind of part that she's telling like she's kind of going down this list of like all these things that yeah. have happened to them you know just like she's saying that you know it's complicated um you know that he's still her to yeah until you know after tomorrow then he's not um she knows that he'd never do anything across the line he ever so subtly like acknowledges that with a slight movement of his head like a nod mm-hmm. but not like he's not saying anything during this whole entire thing it's like letting her um kind of talk it through yeah um i don't know how she kept like a straight face and stuff during all this like knowing that she was pranking him i wouldn't have been able to well at the very very end like there's a little bit like before yeah yeah um but look away yeah oh my god and then the oh tim's response oh my gosh um first of all i just like thank you (laughs) like it reminds I, me of friends when like Ross and Emily said I love you to each other and they're just like thank you 
It reminds me of the OC. I cannot like I cannot watch that scene and not laugh because it literally like the girl's like I love you and the guy's just like uh thank you yeah <laughs> like you're welcome like that's where I thought that was going I was like oh my god it was just so um, good and Tim's face he's just like yeah it was I, mean, I don't know what to say yeah it's just it's so funny like oh my god I mean if you We're haven't just... watched the scene yet okay first of all like how have you avoided spoilers and people like posting about it <laughs> and two go watch it I don't yeah. I don't know what to say oh my god they're just like brilliant I mean like I know it's like writing but like if not for Eric and Melissa's wonderful delivery like yeah. obviously the scene wouldn't have been what it was it um, made it better like even yeah. though it was a fake out like mm-hmm. that part and just yeah. made it the best if there are bloopers of that scene though like where are they oh my god we yes need <laughs> we need them the rookie is like like known for the bloopers i feel like like you can find their bloopers all over we need the bloopers for that scene yeah like just just that scene only and we need the bloopers for the um scene at the wedding the hey chun save me a dance because i feel like there were some bloopers there probably um and so tim's kind of still like stumbling over his words he's like you know he's flattered she's a great girl then he backtracks like woman like yes tim that's correct she's yeah. a woman. good job dude you know your <laughs> genders and biology <laughs> great um and you know that she's not like a 12 year old girl yeah um and so kind of as he's trying to like collect himself um she that's when i kind of noticed that she looked down and yeah. was like um kind of like stifling a laugh or like a like she knew she was kind of gonna break a little bit before she officially started laughing um and then the you know little music starts up again he's like are you kidding me are you kidding me and she's like wait wait I'm sorry I'm sorry and he's like oh you're sorry (laughs) like oh that's great um and she's still laughing and she's like wait 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 and she's like lie to your face check make you think I've fallen for you double check and stab you in the back when you think we're best friends triple check like okay and like Tim's face like during no it was just great um because he was like kind of offended and kind of like oh she really did like you know get a joke yeah on him um yeah and it like I hadn't realized that the best friends um part was said earlier like Tim was explaining it of how to be like a good um UC but still though can can they be best friends now instead of just like I mean because like season two they just had established that they were friends so now they're best friends can that be their progress I'm taking it as progress guys um I'm still also thoroughly convinced that like the look me in my face and the like nope we're like pure Melissa and Eric like no one can tell me otherwise um because they were just too funny in that like last little bit because he was so over it and she was like just laughing the whole time it was great um yeah that was like my favorite like I could watch that scene 
well no I have watched that scene who am I kidding <laughs> I have watched that scene like 10 times I kid you not and it's just it's I still laugh like at least once during it's just so funny and it's like they portray it so well yeah I mean like one of my favorite parts of that scene is Tim's oh you're sorry like I'll never forget when I don't know you had sent me something I think we were like going through it it was like a breakdown or something in our dms because that happens a lot and I just happened to have that one part of the scene like clipped together and saved on my phone and I just sent it to you and I was like no words are needed but this video (laughs) yeah yeah there's just so many like just little things and like you can pick up on different little things each time you watch it um yeah um so the end of shift for them um they're walking out in the parking garage um Lucy's like all happy she's like we did it and um Tim was like no you did it um which I thought was nice because like she tends to I think like just kind of like group their efforts together which there's nothing wrong with that but then there's also something to be said for like Tim individualizing it and like recognizing how much work she's put in yeah for sure um yeah so it's just a nice like dynamic that they have with that um he hands her his final evaluation um telling her that he didn't have to rewrite it like in plain clothes day and she reads it out loud and it's so nice I like get emotional it's so good so cute this is another good scene though from the episode it is um because it I mean like if you honestly like I kind of want to go back and watch plain clothes day just for that evaluation scene to like starkly contrast it with this one because it's you know like officer chen impressed him with every decision that she made yeah um and he will miss riding with her and lucy's like face when she looks back up at him is so good she's just like it's like a thank you but like it doesn't have to be said like she's so like like a one of the like higher like compliments I think that Tim could give um and so there's a well okay it's like the longest handshake in the world okay because they don't let go of each other's hands while they're talking and they say these next lines of you know like you don't let anyone ever tell you you can't do something not even me um tell them yes um like she agrees and oh it's just so nice like it I'm calling it the first handhold I don't care you guys can tweet me later but as you should yeah um but I just I mean oh and then just like he's looking at her when she's like going because it's the last it's the final step of the checklist guys acceptance yeah and like they're just so they're just so smiley and cute and I just adore them in this scene they're just Um, like so innocent and pure in it yeah and like the song again I watched it with captions I noticed the lines of the song I posted that on my twitter too because it was so kind of telling of just like like their stage in their like kind of final you know moments as like Tio and Rookie as opposed to just now they're like kind of more equal um after this episode and 
So Lucy has a gift for Tim. Um, he asks if he should open it now, and she's like, of course. Um, he opens it. It's, um, is it a powder bomb or a flower bomb? Like, is it, I don't know what it's made of. Um, but I feel it's, like it's uh, powdered sugar or something. Yeah, but it's the, the callback, you know, like 201 where um, Tim rigged that to go like blow up in Lucy's face um she did the same to him um while it was absolutely hilarious and like very like it was a perfect like way for them to kind of end like a note to end on for them um because it was still kind of it was fun but it wasn't too like mushy and like you know like too emotional um but I almost wish she kind of had gotten him something instead of a joke gift because like I well okay let's see so Tim's had what 12 no 11 rookies bounced from the program yeah yep so none of them made it to that day so he'd never gotten a gift supposedly if you go by that logic so like I don't know. I just kind of felt like, no, oh, no, oh, whatever. It's fine. <laughs> um, I digress. Um, they called each other by their first names too, which I know they've done it before, but it was just nice to hear it. Like he was like, you know, see you tomorrow, Lucy. And she was, see you tomorrow, Tim. To um, me, I get more giddy when he like calls her by her first name. Yeah. I don't know why. I feel like he's just kind of closed off to where like he wouldn't do that. Like, yeah. and just let it go. Like, I feel like he really has to think about it when he does it. Yeah, because, like, Lucy but. doesn't call him Bradford. No. It's funny, though, because, like, Emmett did, too, even though they're, like, friends. Yeah. Um, but, like, yeah, but, she like, doesn't Even call... when they're, like, patrolling, like, in the shop, she doesn't call him Bradford. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, Which, so that's kind of. I wonder, okay. I want to know who had to watch the, who had to watch the body cam footage of the prank that she pulled on him in the shop, you know, and was like, I have feelings for you. And if that cop that was watching it or whatever, like, I'm assuming that someone reviews their footage, even when they're just in the shop, but maybe not. Um, But I just want (laughs) to like, see who had to review it and just see their reaction in my dream world it would be gray because well just because like Richard is so like keen on like the like Chenford yeah um, thing too so it's just, it, it's hilarious when he mentions it in interviews so um in yeah. my dream world it'd be Sergeant Gray well and then so. just like think they think like at the beginning oh my god this is like real and then as it goes on they're like no this is a prank or something yeah mm-hmm I'm going, I'm going with, it was great too. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, I digress. Cause that, that was just a little thought. And I was like, I have to share that. Cause that's interesting. Yeah. But yeah, it was a good, like, I mean, I remember I was like, edge of my seat, like still kind of reeling from like the prank. But then I was like, oh like the end scene like it was just it was a nice way they kind of made it up to us with that end scene so um. well and like we had the promo 
So we mm-hmm. knew that something was going to happen. Again, it was out of context. So like, I mean, luckily we didn't have to wait like a month or even like two weeks to see the episode. Like it was the next week. But I just yeah. remember Twitter was just like going nuts about it. Mm-hmm. And I was like watching it and I was like, this isn't really going to happen. Like it's too far or it's not, it's like too soon for them. Like they haven't had, they've had the moment where like she was kidnapped, but like they haven't had a moment where like she's realized her feelings for him. Yeah. So then watching it, I was like, it's not, it's not really going to happen. And then it didn't. And as much as I was telling myself that it wouldn't, I was still pissed when it didn't (laughs) still pissed. But now like, because she joked and like pranked him this time, like when she goes to say it for real, he's not going to believe her. Yeah. Cause I don't think it'll be him that says it first. I don't think so. He's too guarded. And I feel like with Isabel, like his past with Isabel, he's not going to be the first one to say maybe like just because she's done that prank maybe he'll like realize maybe that's the whole like hey Chen save me a dance thing but I don't know no idea but yeah I'm still like bitter about it but also like I love that scene and I still watch it so but um next we have John and Nyla so you know like Again, at the beginning of the episode, we find out it's their last save training for Lucy and Jackson, but John still has 30 days left of his rookie period because of that, like, break that he had. Um, And, you know, Nyla comes up to John, like, after Lucy and Jackson leave him and just starts, like, reprimanding him, reprimanding in uh, air quotes about, like, bringing his ethics professor along for a ride-along, like, you know, she thought that they were friends and he has no idea what she's talking about. He's, you know, like just as lost. Um, and Nyla is too good in the scene. She said, one of my favorite lines from her was, you ride with me, you ride the roller coaster. Like no guarantees that this is going to be a safe day. And it turns out that Gray is the one that set up the ride along. So, you know, good old Gray, we love him. And he's just watching from the sidelines and just gives a thumbs up and smile like when, you know, the professor talks to them and stuff. It's just so funny. That's a memeable moment for Sergeant Gray. Mm -hmm. But as they're walking to the shop, Nyla asks Professor Ryan if she's signed all the waivers and forms. And Nyla says that they'll do their best to protect her, but they can't guarantee her safety. She's very sassy with the professor and the professor is just like eating it up. You know, she like when Nyla says something, the professor will kind of say something right back, like as another quip. And, you know, she's Professor Ryan wants to record the ride along for a research tool. And Nyla's whole demeanor in this is just hilarious. But we learn more about uh, Fiona Ryan and it turns out that she doesn't teach full-time it's just nights and weekends and during the day she works as a civil rights litigation like you know consultant um and then there's lecturing writing and the cable news hits and you know like uh 
no one's like, when do you have time to sleep? And so then Fiona calls him out for sleeping in class and Nyla gets a little chuckle out of that. And, you know, she's like, oh, well, you don't really want to lie to your professor here and your TL. So then no one is just like duly noted. I'm just going to keep it quiet right now. Um, but Nyla questions why the professor wants to go on the ride along when she's so busy and it's because she's finishing up a book on the future of policing so she starts asking them questions like what's the biggest challenge they face from day to day and so they both give their answers um and it turns out that like a big one for them is finding a safe bathroom to use because they can't have stalls um and you know like it has to be four walls like floor to ceiling um as we saw in that one scene where like Tim hijacked Lucy's safety belt like because she put it over the stall by um Nyla and John are they get their first call of the call of the day and it's for a residential burglary alarm and Nyla's like it's probably just an accidental trigger like that's a hard pass and Nolan just looks over at her and it's just like we can't pass things today like or at all for that matter and so then he reassures fiona that they're not going to pass on it they're going to take care of this and nyla just looks back over at him and just gives him a look like dude no we're not we're not taking this um but you know as like they get to the house and john goes out and takes care of the call um and we find out that nyla follows professor ryan on social media I just need to see Nyla's Instagram account because I feel like it's a lot of pictures of Lila. I feel like food and drinks for some reason. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe like girlfriends outside of the like LAPD. Yeah. I don't know. I just need to see it. And I want to see Lucy's. I just want to see all of theirs because I feel like they have some pretty cool like, you know, personal lives. Um, He's not on social media. I don't think that he is. I think that Lucy no. made him an account. No, yeah. like Lucy talks about it. Like she'll be like, oh my gosh, did you see that video on Instagram or whatever? And Tim's just like, I don't know what you're talking about. And it's just, yeah, he thinks that the whole thing is stupid, I'm sure. Um, but, you know, we find out that Nyla would make a lot of the reforms that uh, Fiona Ryan is pushing for. But she says that some just aren't based in reality. And she says that, you know, Fiona will be surprised by how many cops know that the system has to change, but they don't, they just feel powerless to make it happen. So as they're kind of talking, you know, John comes back and says that the homeowner set off the alarm accidentally. And Nyla puts out her hand and says a hundred bucks because they made a bet or something. I mean, that's a whole mood. Like, she called it. She knew. Exactly. Um, But, you know, then, like, we go further on and we find, we see John, like, ask Fiona Ryan about the focus of her book. And she says it's reinventing police with a more limited mandate. And while Nyla agrees with that, essentially taking, like, resources away from the police, if it lessens their load, then absolutely. Um, You know, John kind of speaks up and says like the police have become the catch-all for all the city problems they're expected to be cops psychologists social workers teachers mediators etc and 
really and then nyla says really cops are only trained for one of those jobs like you know we they can't do the job of six people when they're only one person um but after that little side conversation like after the little side conversation on the radio that we'll get into later um nyla realizes that like they must have sounded horrible talking like that when they're on a case because at this point they have received the amber alert um and so you know no one says that cases with kids are the hardest because you can't help think like if it were my child what would i do so professor ryan says she doesn't have kids but she feels the same way when it's another black kid that gets shot by the police oof i felt that like you know i mean you don't feel the way like you don't have that maternal instinct yet really because you don't have kids but you feel something for the kids in your neighborhood or you know like just other kids of you know that you may connect with at some point so Mm -hmm. professor ryan wants to try the camden experiment in la which is where all the police officers are fired and and then they like have to reapply for their jobs and she says that running background checks on every officer and combing through their social media posts will get rid of most of the problem i mean maybe i you can't fake a background check but you can fake social media posts like you know your social media is your highlight reel so you're not going to put anything bad that you don't want other people to see on there some mm-hmm. people just don't care but yeah because things live on the internet yeah forever and i don't think that everyone would realize that in their yeah in that situation maybe um but background checks like you can't fake you can't like you know cover them up so i mean maybe that would work but i don't know if it would because uh fiona says that it would they would come back with like 10 to 20 percent less of the officers but they'd be coming back with a better force Mm -hmm. so yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, that percentage seems fair when you're look when you're thinking about like they would have to rerun the background checks and comb through their social media posts. Yeah. So there's a um, lot of like good points that are made like throughout yeah. the ride along conversation. Really, yeah. But then no one's like, so what would happen when you know we're all fired and there's a kid that gets abducted? And she just kind of like backtracks and says, well, it wouldn't happen overnight. Like it would happen gradually in stages and, you know, like it wouldn't, it would take time. Um, But without major action, things will never get better. And I mean that she's not wrong there. Like there does have to be major action taken. Um, But, you know, they get back to the district after their day and John offers to schedule another ride-along or at least something to keep the conversation going. And we find out that Fiona's book is already written. She actually sent it off to the publisher. So John questions how Fiona can write a book without, like, ever going on a ride-along. And she says she might have been on her first ride-along that day, but it wasn't her first time in the back of a cop car. Okay. We see you. We do find out, though, that she is an activist. So, you know, I mean, there's that. She's, like, she's been probably arrested for, you know, just, like, going to a protest or something. 
Um, but Nyla says the only way that things really will change is if cops do get on board. And while Fiona agrees, she says that cops only act when activists make so much noise. They can't be ignored. So, you know, I mean, Nyla and Fiona both have, like, convincing arguments. And they, like, the discourse and the conversation between them was just very, like, they were respecting each other's opinions they were hearing each other out um and they were just kind of taking what each other said and just kind of like playing not devil's advocate with it but just saying like okay well you're right here but you're also missing this point right here so um i just think it was interesting because it's like two african-american females having this conversation and one is in like on the police Course, and so it's just like a interesting like it's like slight slight difference of opinion if I could speak yeah. my gosh um but then at the same like it's just a I don't know they just do it in a way like the rookie in general does it in such a way where it's like you're seeing all sides yeah of an argument without it being like ignorant or um like tone deaf in a way yeah mm-hmm. yeah well and just like the way that they have their partnerships too i mean like for no one's first to she was african-american they brought in another african-american female to you know like he's mostly around gray a lot like they just the balance is there you know like they're balancing out his thoughts and his feelings with like gray or nyla or talia in season one and it's just so interesting to see the rookie does a really good job at that Mm -hmm. um but you know like as john says like they're not the only police officers at the station that could benefit from some of their insights like from uh fiona's insights and you know, like she agrees to continue the conversation about police reform for her book. So uh, John says that like he'll let Gray know and, you know, they can set up a time or something. But, you know, like I thought, I thought that this was funny because at the beginning of the episode, John was like, you know, it's really important that she stay safe so that, you know, like I can pass. Um, you know, like Nyla says, she's definitely going to give you an A. And he gets excited and he's like really she says no she's gonna make you earn it like the rest of the class like you know just because you got her to do this doesn't mean that you're gonna like you know just be a overachiever um but gray calls no one over and nyla's like i'm leaving to go home so gray asks how the ride-along went and john tells him that fiona's gonna call him about police reform and gray thinks that this is payback for like organizing the ride-along but it's not john just says you know he knows how much he's committed to making things better even if it does mean that you have to admit you're wrong to do it and gray just asks like you know when was he ever wrong john i found this really funny john pulled out a little notepad like out of his pocket and was just like i have this written down and it's his line that said, you know, if I, if John succeeds in the house, like in Gray's house, 
grave would have been flooded with middle-aged losers looking for an eat pray love path to reinvention and you know john's just like i even wrote it down and gray just reiterates to john that he hasn't succeeded yet so there's like another little reminder that you know he still has 30 days left of his rookie period um but you know as john like we go to the parking garage and as john watches jackson and lucy walk to their cars to go celebrate like their last day um his face like he just looked defeated um and as nyla like she asks him you know where he's going and he's apparently going home but she says no you're not you're going to dinner with uh lila and i and you're paying so you know he was like can't say no to that and she you know just she hits him with this line and says you feel like a failure because they're moving on and you're not but you will and oh my gosh that's just relatable like because i we all feel like that at one point or another like we feel like you know we're not moving on in one part of life because other people are but yeah Mm -hmm. so that's where we left off with john and nyla nyla yeah it would have been interesting to see that dinner because like oh yeah lila like lila and john haven't really interacted no so that would have been interesting yeah especially because like lila or lila excuse me nyla with the um skinny margarita yeah (laughs) that would have been funny but like especially because john has a kid it would be interesting to see how he would interact with a little girl you know Mm -hmm. versus like a boy but that's Mm -hmm. just me like wanting everything so Mm -hmm. now we have jackson and angela yeah um so at the beginning of the episode jackson um wasn't sure who he was going to be riding with exactly because all the tos were kind of busy um and like gray was out and everything um so he was like he thought he was going to be spending his last day uh working the front desk um angela comes out and asks like where where their gear is um jackson's surprised um and she is going to ride with him for his last shift as a rookie and she told him that you know we started this journey together i think we should end it that way don't you and jackson obviously says yeah his little smile like that's like his cutest thing ever like he was so happy he's adorable yeah um and like the next scene that we see them in um jackson tells angela like how he owes her his career because she could have bounced him that first day from the program Mm -hmm. um but she didn't and like helped him get past that and like didn't give up on him um and I just liked the line that he said um I knew my Tia would be important in my career but I didn't realize how important you'd be in my life like oh they've grown so much the emotion nice yeah they just have such a nice friendship and like yeah and you just see like you see it down the line like for all the wedding stuff and everything and it's just well and they like heartfelt moments like for their last day whereas tim and lucy didn't like you know it was just interesting to see that contrast Mm -hmm. yeah um 
they are like when the amber alert comes and everything um they're like discussing the situation um angela's kind of like freaking out about just like having a baby too just like being a mom like Mm -hmm. oh my gosh she's gonna be a mom um jackson distracts her um telling her that like his mom has like costumes cop uniforms for every age for uh lopez jr as he calls um their unnamed baby at the time um and jackson just wanted to be like his dad it was like his way of like feeling close to him um yeah and even though like his dad was not around because he had made detective when jackson was born and was trying to make a name for himself um jackson said that he still you know like loved him just the same and everything um angela told him that like she and wesley always get caught up with their cases then how are they going to make time for a kid um jackson says like get a nanny or three um because obviously wesley's family has money um but that was kind of his like joking answer is more slightly serious answer was to um talk to harper about how she balanced work with her kid um and so angela takes his advice and radios nyla on the on a backup channel um and asked her like how hard was it to go back to work after having uh lila and nyla tells her that honestly she barely remembers um she almost died giving birth um nolan's face oh my word he like he was like motioning um like his hand across his throat like no 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 don't say that um nyla obviously notices because she changes her answer and says like giving birth can be a wonderful experience like that's not gonna happen you know like what happened to me is not going to happen to you yeah um nyla advises her to obviously get the epidural um Angela was thinking of getting a C-section, um, but she was worried about the uh, stitches and how that would make her possibly be out um, for a longer period of time, like as those mm-hmm. healed. Um, now they got the stitches anyway, just not in her stomach. Again, oh my God, Nolan's face, like God bless him and Nyla too. Yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, that scene just killed me. John Nolan is a meme at all times. For sure. Just a meme for sure um and then the lovely bathroom conversation i can't like oh my gosh does angela you know she's like give me the reels on something like oh my gosh it was just and then gray like oh my god and then i was surprised that gray hops on yeah after they're done having this lovely conversation um about bathroom habits during birth and he's just like are you guys done yeah Um, well I loved how Nolan was like shaking his head like at first when she was like give me the rails am I gonna poop myself he's like nodding his head like yeah probably went through that (laughs) with Henry and then like at some point he just starts shaking his head and he's like no I don't want to hear any more of this yeah I just oh my god and then just like Lucy like at first like before this conversation she was like no wait I want to hear this um and then after she's like nope I'm out I'm done um I don't know I just thought it was like interesting because like obviously like Mickey is a mom in real life and like now Alyssa is too and it's like 
obviously like Eric's character is not like a dad so he was just like mm-hmm. no I don't want to hear any of this like conversation about anything having to do with birth like yeah I was trying it. to like blank it out um, like you know not hear it yeah but it was just like I'm, obviously he's a dad in real life so I don't know just like thinking about like the like differences and like the cast like when they were where they reading are. this scene one I need to see the like footage of them reading it if there is footage and two we need bloopers on this scene too because that would be hilarious oh my gosh yeah i don't know it was just interesting like just given where they are in stages of life like yeah in reality versus on the show yeah um yeah so um once they kind of cut away and come back um to angela and jackson um she worries and says like how terrifying it must be because at the time they know now that um, a different person had snatched the baby from the hospital um you know she's like a stranger snatching your kid and you're not there to protect them um jackson reassured her that he will personally stand watch over her kid um until they leave the hospital and angela's like you better like again friendship is just so good the feels they hurt too many feels it's so good but like, also like give us me have jackson be like an uncle yes because, you know like oh my gosh um angela is still kind of like on this kind of spiral because she's like this case has all her nightmares combined so like how is she ever going to let this kid out of her sight um when she gives birth um jackson is trying to calm her down um reminding her that they like on their day-to-day job they see the exception they don't see the rules of like Mm -hmm. basic society and how people behave um and that one like angela's kid would be fine but then also like they're gonna find this baby um that is missing yeah um and oh my goodness like smitty taking care of a kid though like would be so i need funny. to see that like or well i mean they had said it was like that but then like smitty with a reality show like that could be a reality yeah. show they said and um jackson was like i would watch the hell out of that like we need it uh, to be like a web show like a two three maybe five minute clip like after the episode that'd be so funny oh my god like smitty says yes you know like can we can we do that can someone if anyone actually hears this that like does anything with the show i swear to god please pitch that i will die i mean even Uh just like even just the scene of like angela being at the district or somehow smitty and jackson and angela are together and angela's like will you hold the baby i just had to like go and get one thing and jackson's like oh i can help you with that and smitty's like wait i don't want to hold the baby like yeah and then he does and he's just so like precious with it oh my goodness we need it points if like wesley came in and was like what is going on yeah (laughs) it'd be so funny (laughs) <laughs> but anyway, oh my god could you imagine like wesley coming and smitty's just like yeah. and kid this is you know a taser or whatever and Wesley's <laughs> like wait a minute what is going yeah. on <laughs> oh my god yeah that'd be so now, great now we need that that's going down on my season four wish list oh my god you know i mean yeah. if we just need Angela like more makes it out smitty like really because yeah. it is too great like yeah um but anyway we digress a little bit again 
um, at the end of their shift, um, Jackson says it feels like unreal that he's no longer a rookie. Um, Angela congratulates him, tells him that he's earned it. Um, they're just so nice. Like after rewatching all these touching moments that they had between them, like yeah. I swear to God, if they're not okay in season four, I am coming for whoever is there in Los Angeles. <laughs> I swear, not really. I I'm kidding, guys. But yeah. like, I, I they need you to know. be okay. Yeah. Um, okay. I wonder if after she's pregnant, like you know, once she has the baby, obviously, if she'll keep being a detective or if she'll go back down to being like a p3 interesting and like i was telling someone this the other day i was like i need tim and lucy to ride together when she's not his rookie and i need jackson and angela like because and this i mean tim and angela well angela not in season three but they're still p3s or p yeah p3s and then lucy and jackson are p2 so they're officers like they can ride together the being the to is just part of the job so like i don't know i just need i need westlow to ride together and chunford to ride together and not as like any rookies or to's or anything like just partners and friends yeah yeah that'd be nice yeah but this was an intense episode like there well the big storyline was just it had a lot so mm-hmm. but yeah i don't think that we have any other notes for this episode um we have a you know we have a tea public store like we've mentioned we are hopefully gonna have more rookie merch coming out soon um we'll kind of keep you updated on that we're figuring a few things out um but until then you can find us on twitter at the shop talk pod underscore or email us at shop talk the rookie podcast at gmail.com with all of your thoughts and you can find us individually on twitter as well i'm jay stark 804 and i'm at carrie hyman and next week we have a special episode so carrie will be on vacation i will be guys and Don't miss me too much i will because i'll just miss breakdowns with you but you know it's fine i can i can say that um but next week we're actually welcoming emily from the rookie rewatch account to join us on the podcast so that will be fun um and i'm excited to listen to that yeah and um actually like the rookie rewatch has been so much fun to do uh even just like live tweets see the trivia that they're doing um you know they're doing some giveaways everything like Mm -hmm. that with even shop talk swag like that's what's cool about it yeah Um, if you guys haven't got in on it it's just that the rookie rewatch is the hashtag yeah um if you literally if you search it like a bunch of tweets will pop up because they've done so many already so yeah it's been fun and it's like every saturday and sunday minus the weekend of the fourth um and then you know like two times a day so it's it's so much fun um but yeah check that out we'll be back next week with emily well i will be back with emily (laughs) from the account from the rookie rewatch and we will see you guys out there bye bye guys go get them boo